With the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. of Teamsters Local 804 and brothers and sisters listening across the country. Today is Sunday, April 11th. Sorry, I'm a little out of whack. It's been a couple of weeks. Hope everybody enjoyed their Easter uh, weekend. I'm here today. This is Tony Rosario, your host, and I'm here today with a co-host, uh, Jamie Holligan. Could not make it in today due to... Uh, I'm announcing it now. Unforeseen circumstances. Oh, boy. Jamie Halligan, your services is no longer needed at Union Power Radio. Let's let's give him a chance. We have to put in some information, an information request. Um, that's the Big Bad Wolf. Our producer Hector Fortis, and we have a special co-host that I snatched up last minute. I was happy he was able to make it because. Thanks to uh, listening to the show and going to the general membership meeting, he was reminded of a seminar that they had, a retirement seminar over at the hall uh, uh, by a great group of guys, uh, Holiday Financial, that they help out people with their financial needs and services. And they do it all, you know, for, at, you know, since you're a union member, all of it, all the cost of all the seminars, everything that they do at that point is free. Um, uh, Carl Morial out of the Good Oyster afternoon, Bay everybody. Center. In Long Island, Nassau, right? Yes, sir. Thank you for coming by, Carl. Not a problem. I know it was short minute. Yeah, you you were just texting me while I'm trying to plan my financial future, but you know, <laughs> no no big deal. <laughs> I appreciate you. And your wife was with you, correct? Yes, she was. Did you guys enjoy the seminar? We did very much. I think she might be planning my my death now. Wow. She might be trying to kill me to make out on all the extra money, but you know. Allegedly. 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 Right. Allegedly. Can't say can't say it uh <laughs> it's actually gonna happen. Uh, no, the the seminar was great. I mean, hearing these guys talk at the union uh the general membership meetings is one thing, but when you get them in a smaller group and, and they can talk more and focus on more of what they do, it was very informative. And even um Mauricio Mauricio was there also. And, you know, with the uh 
planning for the the wills and everything else. Yeah, it, it was very very informative. Mauricio Mauricio was there just talking to your wife to uh, make sure that you get on. She gets on your will to kill me and uh, allegedly kill me and and figure out how to get away with it. Definitely. Well, she's lucky now because because I believe Mauricio Mauricio is still doing the wills for free, right? Uh, I don't or, think they're doing the wills for free. They're doing the power of attorney, power of attorney, and healthcare proxy and healthcare proxies. Right. The will. Uh, the will is not that expensive as it is anyway. Um, but those are all important things when you're, especially you know, dealing with what we're dealing with now in these COVID times. Um, and I, you, I feel like with this show, I, I feel like we're preaching to the choir. But if you haven't taken the opportunity to go down and actually go to one of these seminars, I strongly encourage that you do. It's two hours out of your day on a Sunday. Today was a shitty day anyway. But even if it's a nice day, two hours to plan for your financial future for the rest of your life, it's well worth it. And not only that, um, when you go to the seminar, I'm sure like today, uh, Joe and, and Jim, they do a great job of uh, talking about people they've helped and, and, and they give you the, the situations that they've um, dealt with over the, the, the years that they've been helping out our, our local 804 members. And you know, you learn a lot just listening to those stories. Yeah, absolutely. I and they show pictures. You know, they show pictures of people that have retired and sent pictures in and said, you know, thank you for helping us out. And you know, somebody in somebody sitting with me recognized somebody in the picture. So these are actual real people. These aren't like this isn't like an advertisement. This isn't actors portraying uh, similar stories. This these are real people going through real life things, just like all of us and. You know, and the best part about the 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 meeting or the seminar today was, it wasn't guys with twenty five years or twenty years just just those guys looking to retire. It wasn't guys in the middle of their career. It was guys in the beginning of their career, in the middle of their career, going towards the end of their career. So it was people. I mean, there wasn't a lot of us because of the because of, of COVID, COVID and everything, but. Even the small group of us, you could tell that everybody was at a different point in their career, and, and every one of us was able to get something out of this meeting. And I went down there actually to snatch you up, which I appreciate you coming. I went down to the hall to snatch him up last minute, and his wife actually drove home alone. So thank you, Carl's wife. I appreciate you. Um, and I was able to see a member there that I You're haven't crazy. seen. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. I would have told him go go home with his wife, man. And well, you went and got him. Yeah, I snatched him up. Listen, I thought that would be important. what kind of deal was that? Like he like, oh, if you come and get me uh, and take me home later, you know, I'll that go. was it. Well, I just told him. I said, I'm here with my wife, and we're here in one car. So if you want me to come, you're gonna have to come and get me. Yeah, and I fucking sure did. Because by the time it would have taken me to drive to Long Island and drive out to whatever you call this place, I mean this this, this takes forever, even coming from the Union Hall. I don't know. I really don't know how you do this. But I heard you day. were sleeping. I did. I took a nap. <laughs> he did? I planned my entire financial future in the car right up here. <laughs> we talked a lot about the seminar um, and some of what he's been going through here and there with uh, certain uh, management at the building. Uh, uh, a little bit concerning uh, the, the vaccinations, which I want to talk about uh, in a little bit. I want to keep touching on the seminar, though. Um, when I got to the seminar, well, it was great, first of all, to see Pete DiPiero there, as always. Scott Damone, again, on a Sunday, yeah, working that, his that, ass off. that lazy guy, Scott Damone, was there on a <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. He's so lazy. 
And uh, P was there with his dog, his dog Jasper, which is a beautiful. Uh, I, I'm not. I think it's a mutt, but he seems like a like one of those uh, albino Labradors, but a mix with something else. But such a good dog. My son was playing with him the whole time. Really good dog. And uh, and you know the guys up there, Holiday Financial, like he said, was doing. We're doing a great job uh, educating people on their future. And as Carl says, it's not just for people that are close to retirement. I mean, I saw a guy up there that I haven't seen myself in about a good. I would say maybe seven, eight years, uh, a guy named George Gonzalez, who's who was a, a driver at Forster Avenue, who's now two years away from retirement, sitting down at the seminar, and he learned a whole bunch of stuff. This guy has been with the company a long time. He's put in his time. And So what is it they, they do? They what? I mean... Well, they just, they educate you. You know, they're not trying to sell you anything, which is very comforting. They're not trying to, like, get you. This is all free services up to a certain point of course but they're all free services that they provide to just make sure that when it's time for you to retire that you can do so comfortably but how, how i mean do do you have to like bring all your financial statements oh, and no, then no, no, they no. they see where you're at and where you should be at and where you should be putting here there and everything well, I mean, well, well eventually that's the goal oh that but is the, the goal the start they start with just the seminar so you can get an idea of what they do and how they can help and then what they do is they'll set up a meeting where you can Obviously, come. I haven't gone to one of them. Well, you better go. So that's why I'm <laughs> asking you guys, uh, what is it all well, about? Well, I had planned on, honestly, I had my 401k. I had the app on my phone with my 401k. I was going to write it all out. But I said, you know what? It's here on the app. If they ask me to see it, whatever. But basically what they do is they give you an outline of what they do. They give you past experiences of what they've done for other people. And... If you really want to individualize it to yourself and you want them to just zero in on what Hector or Carl or Tony needs to do for their retirement, then you can have them, and I, I, I'm 99% sure it's free, they'll even come to your house and they'll sit down with you at your dining room table and they'll help you go over your personal finances, your family finances, your bills, your, you know, they help you go over all of everything. They tell you what, you know, the inflation rate is they tell you how much this will be worth how much your pension and everything will be worth in 20 years from now so they help you plan to make sure that when you walk out of this place where you know that you can walk out on two feet and with some money in your pocket so they only talk about retirement funds or about no. your bankruptcies and your no. even, i mean I'm, i don't have they, it's everything they, it's a combination but of everything. do they i mean do they do you know do a financial uh outline of your credit cards and your mortgage yes. and joe, your blah, tedeschi, blah, blah, blah. joe tedeschi actually gives a presentation a brief presentation on on his own family yes with his father and how his mother was more of a homemaker, his father was the worker, and they had all this debt and, you know, an outstanding uh, student loan or whatever. And he sat down and had the uncomfortable conversation with his parents and helped them restructure their debt so that what they could have paid, they paid off over almost $200,000 in 10 years. So, I mean, it's real life numbers real life stuff it's 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 very informative very educational well yes nice. and that's one of the good things about it joe himself who, who's been doing it for a while 
talks about his own, uh, like he was saying, his own um, experiences with his family as a kid growing up, what his father used to go through to uh, plan trips and vacations with the families. Yep. So, so Hector, when you ask that question, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of everything. It's financial advice is what it is. And it's, it's, it's helping you deal with the debt that you've created over this point in time. It's helping you find ways of handling the debt at the lowest cost to you. It's making phone calls to your to your to your cell phone uh, companies and providers to your insurances to try to bring down all those numbers little by little, even if it's 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, 15 dollars, 50 bucks a month, whatever you can do, cable bill, internet, whatever it is that you're paying, there's other sources out there that you can bring all these things down. And, and when you add it all up, it, it's helpful. And then when you continue to do things like this over a span of time, you save yourself a ton of money. And then on top of that, you, you they tell you about your 401k, how to handle it. You know, the difference between the uh, the Roth and the non and the traditional and the non-Roth. And, uh, you know, the difference between the tax breaks and how much you would pay at the end and what the payouts would be and what you're going to what what your life is going to be like at 59 and a half if you continue down this road. And, and, you know, it's it's super helpful. And like Carl says, it's not just for guys that are just about to retire, like the guy, George, that I saw that I was two years away. There's people there that have four or five years on the job, five years, preferably because you're already vested with the company. You know, you're making it your career. And, and when you have five years with the company, at that point, this is something that I think everybody should do right off the back, just to prepare you for what's to come in the future. This way you can retire, plan out your next 25 years, because it is a career, and you can decide what you want to do from there. The pension's good, but uh, we were talking about it earlier. The pension's only so good. Having $4,000 plus them taking money out, 4,500, whatever it is, plus them taking money out for your insurance and all of that, it, it, it adds up and then you got bills to pay so it's not the same as when you were working on the truck and you're making all this overtime right. and you're making a ton of money and overtime the overtime's not there anymore it's just that every month that you have to live off of so decisions have to be made um i'll never forget when talking I first... about the pension the pension is now at the green status that's right at look wait oh four first that. time at 80, i ever remember 80.9 percent this is the. It's been a long time since this uh, pension been in the green. Um, we have to keep it that way, and the way to keep it that way is uh, members come to work and don't go home on cold twenty six because this is the biggest threat to our pension. Is that cold twenty six? And this was a. This was part of the ten year plan that Tim Sylvester put into that's, place, right? That's what I heard about it. You know that yeah. he put a ten year plan into place, and this is what it took. Uh, it it should have took. It should have took when the old boy was there to go into green, but it never did. So it came into green now with this boy, with our, with our boy. So we're trying to keep it that way. And the way to keep it that way is to have members come to work. And, you know, every time a member goes home on code 26, it's $101 that, that uh, you, uh, the company doesn't put into the pension. So you, you can average about 150 drivers throughout the district, throughout the junction of 804, 150 drivers that go home daily, and you times that, and then you times that by every time they, you know, yearly, you're talking millions of dollars that is not going into the pension. And it's because you guys, or you know who you are, going home because you have something, nothing to do. You know, that's what I call it, something, nothing to do. Because they just go to work, get up early in the morning, get there, 
and they decide, oh, I don't want to do that route. I want to go home, and they go home to do nothing, absolutely nothing. It's a, it's, it's, it's just disgrace because you know the company is laughing at us right now, saying, you know, they already know the plan. They already know that Anthony Rosario is going to go home when he when they come in. So they they plan him out already. Mm-hmm. So when the only thing they need him to do is come into the all. To the thing and say, hey, we don't have, you know, no work. And I, you know, we know that Anthony Rosario, not, I'm not, I'm just using you as example. Oh, I, I, I should, I've been guilty of it in the past. So I have been. I? I've been <clears throat> guilty of it. Listen, I, I, and I admit to it. I, I had somebody call me out on it recently. Uh, you know, I was young, like everybody else. I had a motorcycle. I had girls that I wanted to go hang out with. Before you were married, of course. Yes. <laughs> Got to make that clear. Way before I was married. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was living the life. You know, you're a UPS guy. You're young. You're out there. You're, you're not paying attention to what's going on. You could... Uh, at the time, you know, when, when you're young and you're not thinking about the union as a whole and you're thinking about, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy I have a union, but at the same time, I'm happy I get to kind of go out and do what I need to do. Yeah, and I and, still have uh, my job tomorrow and I get a free day off. Every, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I've been guilty of it as well. And you don't think about the long-term ramifications. And honestly, I wish I could remember what it was that made it click in my head to say, all right, we're not doing this anymore. And I wish I could put that in everybody else's head and make it click in their head the same way it clicked in mine. But everybody's going to learn on their own, you know, at their own pace. The whole thing is, the more we go home, the more shitty these routes are going to be. You know, whether it's a preload assignment that now somebody who could have loaded three trucks is now having to load five trucks because a preloader stayed home. Or for us, us drivers, you know, if they send you home then they don't have to make more routes and if they make more routes then everybody can go out a little bit lighter but if because you stayed home now everybody's going out with a higher with a higher paid day and you know everybody's going to be out there till nine o'clock because you wanted to get dressed go to work and then go home Speaking I guess I just I just don't like that at all. I just don't like that I, when I'm in a building and I see a guy, you know, got up early in the morning. He lives an hour away, you know, got dressed. I, I think well, those are the com- guys I don't understand too. I think we've <laughs> had this conversation. Have you ever done it? If I have done, never. You never went home. You can look at I all. You, you can look at my record. You can look at my record from the day I started. You will never see a code 26. I remember you telling me and that. And you will never see a code 45 because it wasn't worth it for me. I had to pay a toll to come yeah, you across that bridge It was costing to work. you money to go to work. So exactly. Why would I fucking give up the the, the right to, to work and then, then go home because of the fact that, you know, I just finished paying, got up early, got dressed, got to work, paid a toll, and I'm gonna, now I'm going to turn around and not get paid, pay a toll, and do what? And do what? See, but the re- I could understand if someone has something to do, like they, oh shit, my days are out, and I got to, you know, I got to do this, I got to do this today, I got to go. And you don't important. have to pay a toll, and you live near the building. It's different, you know. And and the funny part and, and about that, I'm not that, making excuses. <laughs> the funny part about that, the guys that live near home, they don't go home on cold twenty six. It's the guys that live an hour away. It's the stupidest thing I ever, ever thought of because, you know, now I live an hour and a half away. I wouldn't freaking drive from here all the way to the Bronx to turn around and drive another hour and a half away and waste almost the whole day because 
they won't let you go right when they say we're over. No, go you hide, have to go stand hide in the by. locker room. Go. You got to stand by in case somebody calls out sick. And then if they, if they didn't call out sick, then you go home. That would be what? About 10 o'clock in the fucking morning. Right. Now you got to drive up. It's 1130. Your whole day is wasted. You wasted 300 and certain dollars a day for the for the for the day. The the company don't contribute the hundred and one dollars, so it's just it's just, it's just a fuck around. All See around. the the thing, the people that I can somewhat understand it coming from are the people who just made book, because while they were in the process of making book, they would work two days, go home three, work three days, go home two. So they were they were used they to not used working to <laughs> full weeks, but us people with over five, ten, I mean even five years is a long time, but. Five ten years, we shouldn't be going home, man. Like, go to work. You're you're a you're an adult. What else are you gonna be doing? You, you got to understand that right now you're working for the retirees that are out right now. You're you're contributing to that pension to make sure those retired guys that worked all those years, thirty years, thirty twenty five years, that did their time, that that money's there every month for them, and vice versa. Now, once the guys come under you, those are the guys that are working for you right. when you retire. So if you don't go to them as a as a five-year guy to the new guys and say, yo, you got to come to fucking work because my pension depends on you. And, you you know, this is how you're going to act towards those guys under right. you. But right now, you are working for those guys that are retired right now. So you got to act the same way. Come to fucking work. If you can't come to work, call out sick. That's it. And anybody who knows how hard this job is, it should be your privilege and your honor to to contribute to the pension of the guys who came before us, who the guys who made it out of this place alive on two feet, walking straight. It it's I've I met a guy 2 weeks ago. He said he retired maybe 30 years ago. I said, it's my pleasure to keep working to contribute to your pension because, you know, he's still alive and, and he went through hell, I'm sure. It was a lot harder when he was doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's all of our pleasure to, to continue this tradition going. And we're going to want it when we retire. and We're going to want that pension. And if people follow in my footsteps and Tony's footsteps and, and go home, but they continue to do it, there'll be no pension left. So that green zone pension is going to go to dark red. And and you got to think about not just the retiree himself, his family, because the retiree, even God forbid something happens to him, his wife and children continue to get that pension. And I bring that up because we have a member, uh, I believe, in in, in Joni Lane Miller's local in Pennsylvania, in Philly, Pennsylvania, local 623. Um, uh, They just lost a member. Uh, Joni Lane Miller spoke about it briefly uh, yesterday, and she spoke about you know how many decades this this person has had, had worked for the company and was looking forward to his retirement, and he just didn't make it and he passed away. The driver's name is Mark. I don't know his last name. Uh, Joni Lane Miller, when you do hear this, if you're not listening to us live now, uh, and you do listen to the podcast, if you can get us some more information on Mark over there uh, that worked with you and you can get us whatever GoFundMe page he has, please let us know. Um, we also started the show with uh, listening to a little bit of DMX. If anybody doesn't know, DMX did pass away finally. Uh, we all know he was a little bit of a problem child and uh, he went through a lot, you know, using drugs from an early age. 
And uh, again, I bring this up because there are a lot of members in our in our local that are suffering and that have had issues. Uh, whether you're suffering with, from depression or whatever it is, I always tell everybody we've lost enough members to this. Be out there, uh, be an ear, be a shoulder to cry on. Whoever you know that needs help, try to get them help. Try to direct them to the right people. You can always give them my information. I'm willing to speak to anybody because I've dealt with so many different people that have issues like this. I'll do my best at whatever I can to help them. Also, there's Teams to Services. Teams to Services for the union. They do have something that UPS uses. I wouldn't recommend that. I would rather keep it in-house. I would rather it be union people that handle this, okay? So, again, Joni Lane Miller, if you get more information on Mark, please pass it to us so we can put up some information about it. Right. So, what's going on in local 804 in the IBT? I guess we can start talking about the IBT, uh, the elections uh, this year, uh, coming up in December, I believe. Uh, we uh, have now the Delegates Convention, which is going to be sometime, I think in May. Is it in May and June? I don't, I don't even know. I decided not to run this year. Uh, I wanted to have a member, of, uh, a member to uh, have that experience. He's not going to get the same experience that I did because I was actually at Vegas when I did that as an alternate uh, um, delegate. So, but they're going to do a do Zoom, and everyone should have that opportunity to get that, uh, you know, that uh, that education on delegates and what. That's my door, but uh, uh, the IBT will be uh, on full force, I guess, now because now you have this uh, power slate Viagra. I call him Viagra. Viagra, what's his name? Viagra. You'll get Viagra. it right once. Huh? <laughs> you'll get it right one time. I'll get it right one time. When, my when, English... he, when he when he loses, you'll be like, oh, the Viagra guy, he lost. <laughs> when, when you stop calling uh, Carl Dave, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't call you Dave no, today. He, Dave. He's got my name right. He's got my name, and now he knows who I am. <laughs> I, I called him Dave, uh, Carl today. You, now you're mixing me up. <laughs> yeah. But also on the local uh, part of it, uh, election year is this year. Uh, we don't know who's running, but we know who's in. You know who's trying. I won't mention any names, but he's all over Facebook all of a sudden. Uh, what happened when he was in office? Why wasn't he on Facebook with transparency then? Uh, now all of a sudden, a month ago, he registered to the local eight hundred four page. And Jamie uh, Hooligan allowed him to come in after all these years in MIA. And all of a sudden, he's writing uh, at 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, these uh, big-ass poems about what, who, what, and when, and how. Uh, hey, it is what it is. It's just politics, I guess, you know? That's and why I say every three years, people come out of the rock, you know? What about... You know, spreading the wealth to the membership, educating the members while you out there and when you were once in office, uh, wasn't transparent. All of a sudden, you're in, a f you, you know, none of your guys were on Facebook back in that, uh, that um, what is it, strong slate? Mm -hmm. Weak slate? Strong slate? Weak slate? Whatever it is, uh, they never, none of them was on Facebook to tra be a transparent to the members, telling them what's going on with the contract. What's going on at all with Local 804 and all of a sudden, here they are, it's election year, now they want to show that they have transparency. I don't know. What do you think, guys? Well, <laughs> I mean, we everybody, all Local 804 members have a right to be on the page. 
So we'll get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should be allowed on the page. I'm not saying he shouldn't be right. on no, the But I'm saying, why wasn't he on the page three years ago mm-hmm. when he was in office? Well, because he wasn't running three years ago. <laughs> no, he was in office, though. Correct? Yeah, he was in office. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer you that. Can't, you can't answer that because no. it, it, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense if he was in, in, in the... In the uh, the uh, the the page that every eight hundred four members in, he should have been in that page then. And common- I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you though. I, I really I mean I've been a I've been a part of it, so I can't say you know I can't claim innocence in it. But I'm I really am like other members I've seen. I'm really getting sick and tired of the fucking bullshit that we have to deal with on Facebook. You know, the the he comes out. We won't say his name. Or maybe we can. No, nah, uh, don't say his name. Just say say he what comes you got to say and, because they get they get bent out. They get butt hurt when you say their names on the radio. He comes out. And he he makes his comments, and the problem is is that because the executive board that we have now has built up so many supporters, everybody on that page comes out, and you know he makes a comment, and then it's followed. All of a sudden, you look after an hour, and there's nine hundred and fifty-seven comments. You know, even though we may not agree with what he says, we do have to provide him with the same dignity and respect that we all want, even though some of us may think he's not giving that dignity and respect. I feel like we should still give it to him. He uses the the Facebook platform. Should he have done it when he was in office to be more transparent? Yeah, I guess so. But... If he's going to be out there and he wants to now try to be transparent and think that he's going to win the election by being transparent. He has the right to run. I mean, he has the right to run. But you know what? Run on your merits. That's Instead that's of talking that shit in. that he's putting out on Facebook. You're 100% why, right. Why don't you talk about what you can do for the membership? And that's that's the problem that I have with the posts that he makes is that it's a lot of... It's a lot of he said, she said. It's a, a lot threat. of gossip. It's a lot of threats, personal feelings. It's a lot of threats. You know you what know? he? You know what he put up? He says, uh, "Hey Scott, uh, uh, this guy, um, the guy from NASA, is looking for you." I don't want to name, name his name, but that guy is not a tough guy. This is a guy that hit a guy, uh, uh, a young uh, uh, Ken Ryman, and you know. One, you know, don't be a tough guy because you because you did what you did to Ken Ryman. You know, don't make you think that you could do it to everybody else. You're I not a tough guy. You are absolutely, and I'm telling you right now, and you're fucking in the radio. You, you could come to me anytime. You're not a fucking tough guy. Absolutely not. All I see when I look at you is a little pussy cat. That's all I see. And I know when election yeah. when elections come about, you know it's it's a lot of. It's a lot of bullshit thrown back and forth, but I really hope that in this local election, if there is a local election, instead of throwing out slander and talking shit about your your opposition, I think everybody should stand on their own merits. We don't need to hear Vinny's a fuck-up, or we don't need to hear what your personal opinion is. We need to hear, if you don't like what's being done now, what are you going to do differently? And if you know, for the executive board that's in there now, you you have three years of of a pretty good track record that you can stand on, and 
what you what you're gonna do in the upcoming three years if you do win. Well, when you win, but if you do win. And the thing is, is it's the same thing with shop steward election. Listen, if do you feel like the shop steward is not doing the right thing by, you know, by the membership, then get up. Put in the letter, put it, put in the letter of intent, and run against that shop steward. That's the way it is. If it's not working, then make it work by you running against. If it's it's if if it's working and it's everything is, don't why are you running? And if if you are interested, just since Hector brought it up, you have till the end of this month. You have till the end of this month to put in your letter of intent to run for steward against whoever the incumbent is. You have that right as a member. If you feel like Hector says that this person's not doing their job, then maybe you're the one that needs to step up and do something about it. I want to give a huge shout out to a young new alternate steward by the name of Darrell Springer. Uh, you're kidding me. Darrell Springer is now yeah. a new alternate steward. Here's his picture. My boy Darrell is an up alternate to the steward. He's there counting his grievances. And I'm gonna put, I'm just gonna say what he said real quick because it touched me because he's new and and he's and he he wanted to let everybody know that this was gonna be something he plans on taking seriously and he says this was my first week as alternate steward every job has its good and bad I want to thank all BAs and stewards helping me in every way they could I'm talk I'm taking this position because I remember when company used to take advantage of members for not knowing our rights and getting away with it. I don't know how much of change I can do, but I will put a hundred into this. Let's get busy. So you know, that's a guy who wants to be involved. I, I spent an hour on the phone with him yeah. when he was deciding to do it because he was a little, you know, fifty-fifty on it. And I told him, you know, try it out and do the right, you know, whatever you need. You can uh, always call me. Uh, you could call the hall. You could call anyone. Uh, a senior shop steward. Uh, we're here to help each other out, you know, and. And I'm glad he took it. Well, Darrell, if you hear this, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And I know that you're going to do everybody in uh, Corona Park now, because that's what it's called. You're going to do everybody in Corona Park very proud. You have a good, uh, I'm assuming Sandy's still the chief steward. Sandy's a great steward. Sandy Tejeda, yeah. Yeah, Sandy's a great steward. You know, I know you guys just lost Monzone to feeder, so you got great people that you're working with, and... You know, you ever need me, my phone still rings, so give me a call. And also, we have a another alternate shop dude that stepped up to the plate also, which is Cuzzo, uh Gonzalo. Gonzalo Cuzzo yeah. stepped yeah. up? Yeah, he stepped up in Queens North, so he's now the pre-low alternate shop steward. And guess who's the BA at Queens North? That is Hector Fortis, uh-huh. I believe. I so, heard about that lazy so, business agent. Let me tell you what's been happening in the past week with that little ass center. And I call <laughs> that it one little, small little ass building. center. <laughs> that little ass center has been giving me nothing but fucking, what do you call that? Hem- hemorrhoids and, cl- and, and headaches at the same. Ajara, there you go. Ajara. Uh, just because uh, that center manager, you know, he wants to put his balls on the table and, and, and say, you know, he's the man. So I've been going there at two, three o'clock in the morning every goddamn day the past week, just to show up because he's he's pissed off that you know the DM put him on that shift to you know micromanage his peoples because his peoples are doing whatever, 
And I and, and listen, I'm glad I've been going there because I've been finding out a lot of things that's been going on there. They got favoritism from people, and then they 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 favoritism. They got cousins working there. They got uncles in the union that is telling whatever they hear from the union to the management people. We did a surprise uh, visit, and let me tell you something. They, they, they. The only thing they needed to have there was donuts and coffee for us because they already knew that we were coming there. And like I said, when I speak, when I, when I, I, I let my uh, shop stewards know everything I do when pertaining that center. Right. And um, I, you know, I, I spoke to the shop steward the the, the two days and tell him that we're gonna be uh, going there. The whole executive board. And it was so fucking funny when we got there. Uh, everything was clean, everything was nice and tight, and no supervisors working. You were like OSHA because they clean up when OSHA. Because the coming. supervisor tells me, "Oh, we knew you were coming here already." So this is this is the, the surprise visits of, of executive board going into building is because we want to catch these guys. We want to catch them when they are not they least expect it. You understand why? Why you why you shaking your head for? I'm laughing because uh, Jamie just uh, keeps throwing stuff in there, which is... why why I'm gonna. As a matter of fact, let me block him. No, don't I block him. Don't why block not? Him why not? I want to see what he writes. All right. First of all, he wrote the guy's name uh, is Mark Bala, the guy who passed away. Thank you, Jamie, for that. Uh, he also wrote Gonzalo Cousins, new alternate steward in Queens. And how else will someone win if they don't throw slander? Oh, I guess that's concerning. That was completely unnecessary, Jamie. Uh, huge shout-out to Scott Damone for getting me a big, nice grievance check. Joe Doherty. Well, Joe, I'll let Scott know you said so. Thank you, Joe. Joe got a nice check. Thanks to Scott. Uh, well, you could thank Scott. He did get you the money. But, Joe, you're the one that put in the grievance. You're the one that's doing the work. So thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, for holding the company call, call, accountable. Carl is jealous. You. He's like, he got, he got a check. Carl, he got I'm, a check. I'm happy for Joe. Joe, Joe did you is, get a check, Carl? I haven't gotten my check yet. I, I'm, I hope my grievances made it all the way to where they got to go. What kind of grievance you put in? Uh, a while ago, I put in supervisor working grievances. I don't. I don't know why. Why? I how while ago? Like before us? I want to. I want to say no. I want to say November, November, December. Mm. I'm in no rush. I, you know, it's, it's money in the bank. Whenever it comes, it comes. And and like I've tried to say to people before, I mean, the money's great, yeah. But I'm what I'm really looking for is to change behavior. Yeah. I know that's not going to come. So I no. guess the money's a good consultation. This price. company will fucking violate the contract, no matter what. How many grievances they pay. <laughs> It, it, they, they just don't give a fuck. But yet man. they break my balls for four hours to get a fucking vaccine. Exactly. I want to get paid four hours to get a shot. Well, you to don't protect- want to. It's just the state law. It's the state law. The government, uh, the governor, Cuomo. Touch Cuomo. Yeah. Touch Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> he he put that into effect. That you know you get four hours as long as you show them the day before an appointment that you have, and that during your business hours you get the four hours. The problem is this: that some they put the business, they put the appointment for twelve o'clock in the afternoon, so they come into work at nine, whatever start their time, and then they get out at four o'clock. And uh, well, I gotta tell you what I went through. <laughs> My first vaccination shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I wanted to touch on this. So me and Carl were talking about. Go ahead, Carl. Go ahead, tell so, the story because I've I've been dying to talk about this. So my first vaccination shot, I found out the day before. Somebody calls me up and says, hey, we, you know, we got you an appointment for tomorrow, three o'clock. You just got to be over here. 
As soon as I'm done, I call my, my shop steward. I let him know. And I then I call my supervisor because I was trying to get in touch with my manager. I couldn't get in touch with him. So I called my supervisor and I said, hey, just want to let you know, you know, I'm, I was able to get a, a vaccination appointment for tomorrow. I said, you know, how do, what do we, what do we do? Because well, I've never done this before. None of us have ever done this before. So she says, uh, well, you know, don't worry about it. Stay home, get your vaccination and, um, you know, we'll see you on Friday. I said, okay. I said, but do you know that I'm supposed to be paid for four hours? It's up to four hours. Where, where did? Oh, I'm sorry. Where did you hear about that, Carl? Because a lot of people are confused about it. They don't know where that information is. How did you find out about the four hours? It was on the news. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's on the. No, I just want to make sure. Okay. How I want to know how he found out do about it. You want to read it? Because there's a lot of members. What the uh, the the whole thing of uh, and getting and and sure. And after I spoke to my shop steward and my business agent, I called, um, I'm sorry, after I spoke to my shop steward and my supervisor, I spoke to, to Scott, and he confirmed it as well. So, but it is up to four hours. I want to be very clear on that. Yeah. It is up to four hours. So anyway, getting back to my particular story, um, I go, you know, that was Wednesday. I go home. Thursday, I get my shot. Friday, I come back to work. My manager says to me, so I hear you want to get paid for four hours. Hmm. I said, well, it's the law. <laughs> I already know. You know, I go, hmm, because I already right. see where it's going. <laughs> I said, well, it's it's the law. He says, so, you know, why didn't you come in then? I said, well, she told me to stay home. She goes, I didn't, the, she being the uh, the supervisor, I didn't tell you to stay home. I said, yes, you did. I said, and in front of, in, in the office, I said, this is why I don't give you people my number. Or this is why I don't want to have private conversations with you because when we talk in private and then we're in public, it seems to be two different conversations. But anyway, I want to get paid for four hours. Okay, well, um, how long did it take you to get the shot? I said, so you're telling, you want to know how long it took me from the time I left my house to go to the vaccination site, get the shot, and then come back home? He says, yeah. I said, you're never going to guess. It took me four hours. <laughs> so after running around in circles and having to argue and, and, and fight for what is uh, what I'm entitled to, I did get paid the four hours. Now, fast forward to my second shot. I let them know a week because I let them know the next day because they give you your, your next vaccination when you get your first vaccination, you already know when your next shot is. So I let them know. And wouldn't you know it, he told me to come to work. Yeah, but uh, uh, Joe said that, uh, didn't call, didn't you see, didn't she say that you should uh, use a sick day for that? I'm sorry, Joe, you're right. I did leave that part of the story out. She suggested to me on Wednesday, she says, I'm, well, because it's still new and nobody knows how to code it off in their system, we're going to charge you for a sick day. And then we'll, you know, when we figure it out, we'll fix it. So when I brought this up to them on Friday, she said to me, I'm going to charge you for a sick. I told you on Wednesday I was going to charge you for a sick day. I said, and I and and you agreed. And I said, you're right. I did agree. But we also said that we were going to figure it out. And that's why I'm in the office now with all of you, because we're figuring it out now. You're not going to charge me for a sick day. I wasn't sick. I didn't call you the morning of and say, I'm sick. 
I can't tell you on Tuesday, hey, by the way, I'm going to be sick on Thursday. I need you to give me the day off. No, a sick day, you, you call when you wake up and you're sick. So, no, you can't charge me for a sick day. You can't, you know, mark me on a code 26. I'm entitled to four hours. So, however you guys got to figure that out in your system, go figure that out in your system because I need my money. Exactly. And uh, before I go into further detail on this uh, four hours, on the second time you had to take the shot, I'm pretty sure they took a different uh, stance. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Let's go to the second shot. So the second time I took the shot, um, I uh, guess. Be, real quick, was it the Pfizer or the? Pfizer. Okay, you took the Pfizer. Yeah. So um, second time I took the shot, uh, I told him when I came back after my first shot, he said, all right, well, when we get closer, we'll figure it out. And sure enough, he told me, he goes, um, he asked me where I was getting the shot, and it was about a 20-minute drive from the route. So he said, all right, well, come in that day, and, you know, we'll just give you a request load. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, no problem. Yeah. I said, if I'm ready, willing, and able to work, if that's what you want, however long it takes me, though. And I told him in front of the shops, do it. I said, this is not part of my lunch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my lunch, eat, take my full hour, eat, relax, and then once my lunch is over, then I'll drive to my vaccination site because you're not taking away from my time. Right. You're making me come to work. You're going to pay for it. That's right. So I, I came to work. I took my lunch. They made arrangements with my pickups because I told him, listen, I have a pickup at 2 o'clock and I have a pickup at 3 o'clock. My appointment's at 3 o'clock. And I, you know the way I right. take my lunch, it all works out. Took all my pickups off me, told me, the, the two pickups that he left on me were bank pickups. He said, you know, you're not supposed to pick them up early. It says it in the board. Do not pick up early. But wouldn't you know the day I need to pick uh, the day I need to get my vaccination, I was allowed to pick them up early. So I went to work, did my uh, took my lunch, did my pickups early and uh, they gave me my whatever you call request load. And I drove the truck 20 minutes on the clock from my route to the vaccination site got the sh waited to get the shot got the shot took the 15 minutes that they give you to um you know to make sure that you don't have any allergic reaction to it which one you took Pfizer okay and then um after they released me from you know from waiting there I took a little bit longer cuz I I was still trying to get my bearings about me see how I felt about you know see how I was feeling got in the truck Drove the truck back to the route and then started up business as usual. So altogether, they had to pay you on the second time about what one and a half to two hours. I would say total round trip by the time I it by the time, from the time I left the route to get back to the route, it was about an hour and a half to two hours. So that's and, why and they you say, got back to the route and you continued to work. Yeah. All right. So uh, just for everybody, you know, the, I I love your story only because Do you. Yeah, I do because it's very important for people to understand how that's this four hours picked, works. That's why he picked me up. From that's the why union I snatched hall. him up from the damn hall today. This is one of the reasons because a lot of people don't understand. They hear four hours and they're automatically assuming, oh, that's it. I don't have to come in. I'm gonna get four hours of work. Blah 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 blah. And that's not it. That's not the case. The case is, 
you're allowed to get up to would you stop that the case is you're allowed to get up to five four hours it says that it says it in plain blank language you, or, you know what let me read it since you sent it to me andrew uh governor andrew como signed into legislation granting public and private employees time off to receive the COVID 19 vaccination under this new law employees will be granted up to four hours of excused leave per injection up to doesn't mean that you always get four hours it means up to an and, and again granted this has to be if you if you decided to take it on a saturday and you don't work saturday guess what you're not getting four hours now if you're a saturday employee and you got it on saturday that's different and again it's up to four hours so they're giving you the time to go get this shot and to come back now if you feel for whatever reason the shot affected you in some way then that's understandable also because the shot is affecting everybody differently so you would go home afterwards and get paid your four hours because it affected you that way but you have to be real about it let's not take advantage of this this is something that's being offered to us by the state and we shouldn't be trying to just find a way to destroy the system now carl did very well the first time they told him to stay home he got his four hours uh, and he worked to get his four hours of pay even though they tried to give him a sick day Probably even tried to ask you if you wanted a code 26, I'm sure, right? Uh, no, they know not to ask me that question. Oh, okay, good. So so on top of that, you got your four hours for that day. You fought to get those four hours because they tried to say, you know, we were going to use a sick day, whatever the case. And then the second time, even better, you went to work, you took the time off, went to take your shot, took your lunch, went to take your shot, came back and continued to work, got your pay for whatever up to how many hours you needed to take the vaccine, and that's the way it should be done. I don't think it could any could be any more clearer than that. Well, the, the first time I did it was, you know, it was uncharted territory, so had I known in the very beginning that it, the way it was supposed to go, well, I guess I handled it the best way I could, but... Because it was uncharted territory, I was kind of navigating my way through it. But the second time, because I had enough time to prepare, and you know, I gave them plenty of notice. They had three weeks. They knew when I knew when my set, my next shot was. So that went a little bit easier. But you know, the 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 common misconception is that you're guaranteed four hours to get the shot. You're not guaranteed four hours. You're getting paid for up to four hours. It's not, you know, if they tell you to stay home, they're going to want to know how long, how long was it from the time you left your house right. to you got back to your house. And be honest, for me, it took four hours. So be honest and, and that's it. They and, may uh, have us come and come. If the shot is too far away from where you deliver, then they're not obviously... If you're delivering in Maspeth and you have an appointment to get the vaccine in SUNY Old Westbury, they're not going to pay you to drive from your route in Maspeth to go all the way to Old Westbury. Mm -hmm. And and Joe Doherty, uh, make again, sure you get that straight. You and the way yes, because you know people will, they will take that damn truck and drive it across to the Bronx or whatever. Well, if they give you the permission to do so, get then out of go here. Ahead. They that's they they will never give you. That's that permission. what I'm saying. I didn't think they would because give if me anything happens between the point you go into wherever you're going, you absolutely, know, they they'll get in big trouble. But you know what? If they tell you to do it, then you work as instructed, and you you got at least four hours to get the shot. So if you drive an hour one way and an hour back. They're still paying you for it. <laughs> Another you? thing, uh, uh, very important, and Joe, thank you for sending me that text. Uh, you're entitled up to, as it says, 
uh, and you want to make sure, as Joe was saying here, that you give your supervisor adequate notice. If you're taking the shot and you found out on on the weekend that they, they're bringing you in on Wednesday, then you let your supervisor know on Monday. As soon as you come to work, you let them know, listen, this is the shit. I'm taking my shot. This is the shit. You hear me? This, is, this the is the shot you're taking at this time. This is the day they scheduled for it. And it's the only time I can go. That's it. You work it in within your four hours. And, and I had a part-timer the other day. He said, hey, I heard I get up to four hours of pay for, for taking the 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 vaccine. And I said, yes, you do. Uh, when are you taking it? Because remember, we work... The, the, the local sort I deal with, the workers start working at 5 or 6 o'clock. I found it hard to believe that he was going to be taking a shot at that time. I said, but you do have to, it's got to be something that you schedule during your work hours. Are you taking it that late? He was like, no, I'm taking it tomorrow. I said, tomorrow's Saturday. He's like, yeah, I was just, I was like, no, you don't get, you don't get paid for that. Right. You don't get paid for that unless, unless you work, if you have a scheduled day that you're working Saturday and you're taking the shot at a certain time of the day where it's affected. Yeah, you, you do get the money. But and you got to understand if your appointment's at two o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, no. I, if your appointment is at nine o'clock in the morning, yeah. Okay. If you want to get that four hours, you do got up to four hours to complete that that task, right? And then you got to come to work if they want you to. Yes, right. Like the the Jacob Javits Center, for instance, they offer at one time. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they offer round the clock, twenty four hours. They're open to give people the vaccine. So, as a full time driver, if I got an appointment for two a.m. I'm not going to get paid four hours from the company at 2 a.m. Right. They're going to... It's join your time. If it interferes with my work time, then yes. But no. And even 9 o'clock, they may... If there was a 9 p.m. vaccine, they may give you a request load where you can get out at 5, and then you go home and you get the vaccine. So you're not going to get paid for four hours for that either. But if it's smack dab in the middle of the day, you're going to get paid... You get paid up to four hours. Yeah, and not, tr don't try to be the slickest, the slick Rick. That's what I'm trying don't to say. Don't try to be a slick Rick Stop guy. Stop trying to beat the system. Exactly. You know, because you know, when you do stuff like that and you try to beat the system, you make it bad for the other people that was trying to be honest and just do the right thing and get the shot. So don't try to beat the system. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's stupid to do that. And, and right now, just so that everybody knows, uh, and Hector, I'm sure, knows he's on the executive board. The executive board has put everything into motion to try to get it done so that anybody who wants the vaccination can actually get it done at our facility. Now, I understand some people have reservations about that or whatever the case is, but you know what? That's on you. I feel that if they were able to get the amount of people they need to get on board for this, which is including people from the state, vendors, acquiring a certain amount of vaccinations to, to vaccinate every single employee at ups if they went through all the trouble to do this the least we could do is at least consider it because it is important to a lot of people maybe it's not important to you and not to everyone but there are a lot of people that want to be vaccinated and this also helps the company in a way as well because you know it's it's less people passing it around to one another so you know and it's a benefit it's a beneficial to you it's it's less likely that you'll be bringing it home to your family so it, it's something that everybody has to consider there's a lot of different uh, uh shots out there there's the Pfizer, the, the what is the other Moderna, one called? The Moderna, Pfizer, Moderna, Moderna Johnson, and, and the Johnsons and Johnsons. There might be even a fourth coming out soon if there is yeah, a one. Well, I, I wouldn't trust the uh, Johnson and Johnson. I, yeah. I I took the Moderna one. I'm I'm on shot number one, and it's funny is I did it on April's Fool's Day, and <laughs> as the ladies were you know checking up on me because you got that 15 minute period before you uh you know before, before you leave. You 
Uh, so I got up and, and they were looking at me. And so I started making like I was dizzy, ready to pass out. And they all ran to me and they grabbed me. And I, oh, said, yeah, that, that, I said, April Fool. They're not, they're not playing <laughs> over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jamie asked a good question, believe it or not. He says, does the four hours contribute to the time on the pension? I'm going to have to say I believe it does because your pension is attributed to the eight hours that you exactly. work for the day. So. It, it's one hundred and one dollars for the for the eight hours. So yeah. yes, it's included in yeah. that pension. Hello, Jamie. Come on, do the math. Even though it's a good question, because I'm sure a lot of people probably thinking the same thing. Well, well he thought that they were gonna to, they were gonna it, deduct the four hours yeah. from. It's not on. overtime, so <laughs> it's not it's not like you got paid double time, time and a half for it. So uh, there's no reason, and it's only up to four hours. So like in Carl's uh, situation, he the second time he took the shot, he only got two hours. Right, about two hours. Yeah. So those two hours obviously go towards the pension contribution because it's it's well, not I, into I, your eight hour day. I think he might be saying for my first shot where they gave me the day off and and gave me the four hours. He was more talking about that. Like, oh, that's a good question right there. Then that is see, Jamie, I well, saved you. I think it would be like working time only, right? So you work four hours of a day, it still counts. You know what I mean? It's not like you're you're taking away from that. It, and I'll be part, honest with you, So Jamie, it's not the company that con not contributing. It's Carl that decided not to come to work. Not to contribute yeah, the extra four hours. Not to do the other four hours, hours right. exactly. I, I did code 26 and a half. You did. <laughs> and you did 25 and a half. 25, 25 and three quarters. Yeah, and you did 44 and a half. Quick reminder, also thanks to Jamie Haynes, you have till April 30th to use whatever sick days and optional days you have left. You do get your new set of days in May. Don't start blowing them right off the bag, please. I, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, we've been working with the company a long time, and we call it banging out. And it's like all of a sudden May comes, and it's like bang, 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 bang. No, yep. no, stop. I know you have a loaded gun, but do not start firing right off the bag. This is the second time in my career that I still have a sick day left in April. Yeah, good for you, man. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, well, it should have been more than that, but that's tw twice. This is the second. You're getting better. But, you know. Uh, the the problem better. is this: the members don't understand this, and they gotta understand it's per per physical year. So just because you're gonna get new days in May, it doesn't mean that everything right. gets erased, and then all of a sudden your days start new again. No, it's per physical year, and this is what we get caught up on when you go into the office for attending records. Right, attending records when you take off. Let's day. Let's say today. Today is the 11th. Correct. Yes. So next year, the 11th, this day falls off. Right. Okay. So that's how it works. It's per physical year. Just because you're getting new days on May 1st, it doesn't mean that you have to, you you know, you're good for the year. You're not good for the year because whatever you take on May 1st is going to count towards your physical year. So you have to work the day you took off to fall off every year. And that's why the attendance, it goes, that's why they bring you into the attendance because they say, well, I got six days, you know, I just got six days in the bank. Right. Yeah, but you've been out for seven days for the physical year. So any day that you go out further, you just add on to that seventh day. Right. So, so that's what the members don't understand. Listen, our, the sick days brother, are there. Hold on, hold on. Our brother, Patrick McCooch says... Patrick, who likes to spend his Sunday nights filing grievances, uh, I want the Sputnik V vaccine. Can we make that happen? Uh, we don't know about the Sputnik V, uh, Patrick, but we will look what into that for that? you. If you mix all <laughs> three of them together, you might get the Sputnik you V. You might get the Sputnik. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Jamie says the new tattoo guidelines, uh, the only exemptions are words or images that violate the company's professional conduct anti-harassment policy, uh, including tattoos on your head, neck, face, and hands. Okay, that's good to know. So if you're getting tattoos out there, folks, don't put nothing uh, weird on yourself. Jamie's working to get his job back. Our yeah, brother he's, Rich. He's done. Our brother Rich, 1130. He is no, his service is no, no longer even, needed. Don't even answer Union Rich Power. 1130. Well, he's making sense here. He says, oh, he, pretty sure he said you we need to call, use the days by 424. The he next just sent me a text. Period I know. Is May. He, he's he making said, happy uh, big head day. Yeah, happy so, big yeah, head day. <laughs> not 430, by 424. Uh, you want to use those days by, but I'm guessing you could plan for the 24th. You, you could pick the 30th, uh, whatever. Uh, just use them up by the end of the month, folks. Uh, you have to use them up. Uh, yeah, Rich, is Rich over in, uh... Yeah, he's massive. I used to load Rich's truck, too. Nice. Wow, oh, how yeah. many people's trucks the one, did you load? Jesus the one, the one Everybody that, in Flushing. The one that his knees are, do- are gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Richie... You, lo- you even loaded the president, Vinnie Perone's truck, yes, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah? How, did he give you a tip for the holidays? Mm, yeah, he said, I'm going to be president one day. Follow me. <laughs> that was the tip he gave me. That was your tip? Yeah, was I would have told you, stay away from drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Palakowski looks like uh, Jigsaw from the Saw movies. <laughs> 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 All right, for everybody listening now and anybody who's a part of the safety committee, I am looking to do a show in the following two weeks. We want to do a show based on solid on safety. Uh, I want to spend a good amount of time on safety. I feel like safety is a very important topic that we don't discuss enough. I know it's been getting, uh, it's been getting, uh, you know, a lot of people have different mixed feelings about it. Some say it's a horse and pony show. Some say, you know, it, it, you got people in there that are trying to do the right thing. And, and it's important. Safety committees are important. I don't think people realize the power of the safety committee. Even the some of the people within the safety committee now, I don't think they realize the amount of power they have within that safety committee i think it's time that we bring a lot of it to light i want to have a a a nice show in a couple of weeks to bring on some of the safety committee people anybody who's a co-chair that's listening anybody who's part of the safety committee that would like to be on the show please reach out to me or hector let us know if you're interested in doing the show i would really I would really like to do a show based on on safety and before the show I would re- I would recommend all of you read article 18 of the contract and look at all the sections of that article so that you could really see how powerful oh excuse me of a I see how powerful it is oh, you got a hiccup yeah that was that was scary um another thing uh, people were asking uh, over the last show. We've been talking about safety here and there, and people were asking about what 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 started the safety committees and all this and that. Um, so, from what I've gathered, the safety committees began because OSHA was being a problem to you to the company. Uh, OSHA was uh, constantly coming into the company's facilities and uh, you know giving them all kinds of uh, violations and fines, and it started becoming a little bit of a hassle for the company. So they come crawling to OSHA, asking them if there's something they can do that's better, which was basically, you know, how about we get the union involved and we begin these safety committees who watch out for stuff that you guys are constantly coming to our building and and finding us over. And they were like, okay, if that's gonna work, definitely, you know, members of your union, members of your of your management team together work. Together to try to create safety. We'll see how that goes, and that's what's been going on ever since. So the problem is uh, that's that power there is 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 an equal power. And I know the other day uh, Jamie was on our show talking about how he feels that 
uh, Stewart should be on the safety committees because there's no there's they have more protections as a steward. That's wrong, Jamie. You don't need extra protection as a steward. Your stewards and your business agents are there to protect you no matter what. Safety is safety. Okay, safety is about the safety of the individuals, the members that work in the facility. And that concerns both management sometimes and every employee in the building because the safety concerns in a facility are everyone's safety concerns. We all work there. So obviously there would be some members from, from uh, management and there would be those who are really invested, which are part of the you employees. Know, you know how many times I would love to just pull the fucking safety and let OSHA just come into the buildings and, and show them what the fuck they have is so good with having the union safety uh, there. I mean, I want to pull safety so fucking bad. Is But you know what? Guess what? We got our hands tied because the IBT is the one who tells us, yes, you could pull them or no, you cannot pull them. Just like if we want to go on strike because this this fucking company is being an asshole, we have to get permission from the IBT. And hopefully now that you know, uh, you know, uh, Hoffer is retiring and, and and it's a new slick that we changed all those rules for Local 804 that we don't have our hands tied. That when we say yo, we're going on fucking strike, we're going on fucking strike. Just you know, to notify the fucking company to stop fucking around with the contract. Simple as that. Well, and, you, and you're absolutely right. But again, the power of the safety committee and pulling them a lot of times has to do with the members that are in it. If you're a safety committee member and you feel that the job that you're doing has become a bit of a horse and pony show and you feel like you're being just used by management just to make the company look good, then you have the right to decide that you don't want to do it anymore. That's your that's your option. Obviously, I'm not here to say, uh, you know, just stop what you're doing. No, because I know a lot of you feel it's important. But if you feel as a member that what you are expected of in safety isn't the actual safety of the employees and it's something else, you have the right to step away from it. And if everybody stepped away from it, then you would have a problem and it, the company would have to come back to the table and try to get people that, that really want to do the safety thing and make it real and make something happen. We do have a lot of dedicated safety people. I have to say I've seen many. Uh, uh, and, you know, since I've been going to other buildings and speaking to, to members from all over the local, I see that there's safety committees that are definitely out there trying to do the right thing. And I know they have the power to do it. They they just have to realize how powerful they really are. I, you know, I didn't realize how strong safety was till I sat down, Hector, and read, read some of the language on Article 18. It really is profound. Uh, the amount of power that the safety committee could have, in, especially in this pandemic. But you have good, like pandemic. you said, you have good guys yeah. that are safety. I mean, I can talk about one guy that was all into safety, putting in grievance left and right, and he felt that, you know, he was hitting a brick wall all the time with those fucking grievances. Even though the grievances he was putting in and the, the, the best fucking language, you know, to correct it to, uh, the management right oh we will we will take care of it and then the next day is not being same taken thing. it's the same shit so this particular person was you know running into a brick wall which i understood and he stepped down he said i can't no more because i'm fucking giving up my energy my time i'm trying to correct shit and it's just the the grievance they don't give a fuck about those grievances pictures was taken 
uh, he attached different grievances to it from the past that they said they would correct the problem. And it's just that you give it to labor and labor looks at it and said, okay, so he corrected the problem. No, he did not correct the problem because if you look at the fucking grievance, it has multiple grievance from before that said the same thing that he was going to get corrected and it's not being corrected. So obviously something is fucking wrong. Now, with the safety committee, are they supposed to be doing the, like, um, the recording and traveling, that stuff? Because I always thought, because I used to be on the safety committee, I always thought it was, we worried about egress issues, we worried about load quality issues. What, we, do, you, what do you mean by recording and traveling? So, we get, I don't, I thought it was every center, but maybe mm. it's just my center. They give us a printout of if you were recording while driving, recording while idling, um back first exceptions or whatever are the... they talking to the members, right, about it? The, safe, not, the safety committee member right. is the, taking the sheet and saying, hey, Hector, you got gigged three times yesterday for uh, driving with the bulkhead door open. That's allowed. You, because okay. you know why? Because he's looking out for the member. So okay. so if the company were to do that reading to a member, they will go on a discipline. discipline. Yeah, they'll go starting doing discipline. Right. Even though we don't take discipline for telematics because telematics is in the contract, we don't take any discipline for telematics. Right. But they will they will make it they'll make you feel uncomfortable. So they'll start this, doing observations. Right. And stuff. So the safety committee telling you about yo, correct this shit because you're coming on, on you know, you're coming up on okay. a red flag all the time. I, I I agree. That's that's good because no, I, a member like telling that. another member that is is the best thing. Right. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of stuff that we have to cover real quick before we get back into this. Uh, one thing I want to talk about. Jamie just pointed it out. The local. Why do we keep talking about Jamie? Jamie uh, resigned. <laughs> oh, speaking of Jamie resigning, hold on a second. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Mr. Eugene Braswell says, uh, discipline on Jamie, he created the problem by letting him get away with his for so long. Progressive discipline. Tell Hector we will accept only a verbal warning. That's Eugene Braswell protecting our brother. <laughs> so he's right. Take, you he's know right. What? You let it go on for no, way too long. Listen, Hector. he is. his services is no longer needed here in <laughs> Union Power Radio. It was uh, a pleasure working with you, uh, but I'm good. We will accept the verbal warning, Hector. You are not going to be allowed to just... I'm going straight to fucking your services is no longer needed. <laughs> well, this ain't listen, a union shop. We're going to have to sit down with labor then because this is ridiculous. We're not going to let this young man lose his job over, uh, you know. Believe me, I'm doing him a fucking favor. <laughs> Believe me, right now he's dancing in his underwears. Now, before, before we get too far away from... <laughs> In his tidy whities Or picking up bottles, something. He's doing something. <laughs> Before we get too far away from the conversation we were having about sick days and stuff, uh, B. Flores wrote, you can roll over any days you have left yes. to your 401k. Is that a real thing? Yes, yes. I was going to mention that. Uh, yep, B. Flores mentioned it. Thank you, B. Flores. He's absolutely right. Weeks. Has to be two weeks request in advance. Yes, and thank you, B. Flores, for reminding us of that. Thank you for sharing that because I had no idea, and I've been telling people that if you don't use them, you lose them. Well, you do, unless you, in two weeks, <laughs> put them but into your 401k. But yes. that's great to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not put a little extra money into your 401k? I, did, I mean, did anyone of you ever did that before? I've never done it. I, I'm usually did. done. I have one left, and it's going to use it on my son's birthday, which is next week on the 16th. So, is I mean, it, I'm, I, I'm sorry, on the 14th. This is the... 
Your son's birthday is the 14th? Yes, so we spoke about this. You didn't tell me your son's birthday was the 14th. Yeah. Mm, why don't you guys just make out? <laughs> you guys looking at each other You're like, wow. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Hector's birthday is on my other son's birthday. Hector and my other, my youngest, share So it's birthday. like I'm almost made to be the co-host of this show. Because oh, shit, Jamie. You hear what's going on here, Jamie? Coming what? for that spot. That's why, that's why Hector's trying to fire you. Coming for that He's spot. He's already got your replacement on deck. <laughs> Uh, let's well, see I don't here. understand. You guys don't understand. Jamie Hooligan mm-hmm. is no his service is no longer needed in Union Power Radio. I'm telling his you. services are needed. Jamie has a thousand questions that I we don't want give to a, don't him to create that hot seat or cold seat, whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants to create on Facebook. That will be his 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 platform from now on. Uh, it's not wrong. We love you, Jamie. I don't want your job. You can have it back. Jamie, it's not wrong. Even the person that gave the safety class at the hall agreed. Yes, they have mentioned putting that in the next contract. It's not management sometime. It's the damn members. They don't want to do anything. Oh, look at Jamie. Victor Aviles reviewing telematics. Victor, what's going on, brother? Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, and we got our brother Dups from Suffolk. What's up, Joe? How you doing, buddy? He's not from Suffolk. We, yeah, Dups 804. No, he's from Queens North, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. The other one is J-Dubs. J-Dubs is the one, Joe. What's up, J-Dubs? Yeah, there's two. There's Dubs 804, and then there's J-Dubs. So, uh, so uh, what else you have? Can... Um, Hector looks like he's oh, got to yes. get something off his chest. Yes. This, no, I don't have anything. You have something, oh, okay. no, you have something that's no. swelling up inside I you? Just, I just want to talk more about the late 804 elections. And stuff. Nah, oh, nah, nah. God. Forget about that. That's old You guys news. are corny. <laughs> you got so anyway, listen, this what is do you what want I'll to do. Talk about, Hector? There you go. I shut the I short the off day mics. Now it's my turn. So, well, I'll talk about it. Fuck them. They don't, I don't need to. They don't need to. They can't hear you anymore. Fuck that. Yeah, we'll talk about what I want to talk about because you motherfuckers don't want to talk about it. You can hear me, right? You guys hear me? We hear you, but we're we've been shut off. Somebody wait, save wait. us! We're back on. We're back on. You're back on. You can keep it like that, bro. I got control. I got control. <laughs> So no, why is it why you don't want to talk about uh, anything well, in eight oh four? Well, because one, I don't feel it's 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 pertinent to everything that's going on right now. Who's like, telling you not to talk about it on the air? Nobody. We could talk about it. We've talked because, about you know, it. We were talking about it because 10, I don't want no. I'm just saying. I just don't want no one. You know, putting shit in your head like, oh, don't talk about this or don't. No, about that. you know what it is. This radio show is is about you know letting it out. You yeah, know, whatever. But there's been it's been quiet on our page. There's nothing to discuss unless you want to mention one guy saying somebody's going to come out uh, and do a drive-by at midnight that's the last thing that was said uh, there's really nothing on the page that's worth mentioning except uh, some of Vinny's well, posts we, we haven't talked about uh, the $10 co-payment on the medical we haven't yeah, talked we about have. that's we been done yep that was weeks ago that's Gio. We talked about the green. What I want to talk about is a lot of people now a little disheartened over the loss of Amazon, uh, the unionization that was going on down in Bessemer, Alabama. Um, yeah, it was kind of a landslide. Uh, I think everybody knows that a lot of it has to do with the amount of union busting that was being done down there, putting 100%. fear. They, they, you know, they have so much money to throw at this, putting fear into the hearts of these uh, hardworking uh, uh, employees. <laughs> I mean, it got to the point where the company was actually having billboards put up. Uh, Amazon had billboards put up. They, you know, uh, are fighting against unions. They had they had every hotel down there in Bessemer booked. 
paying these people God knows how much money a day just to speak to the just to go out there and, and talk to the employees they were having meetings in the buildings talking about why would you want to do that you know they, they, it's basically just a, a scare tactic intimidation is all it was oh, absolutely. and they really you know they really worked it and they were able to win and, and the reason why they won is because it was a one building with about 5,800 employees that they had to focus on. I just want to let Mr. Bezos know that at the end of the day, there's a lot more than just one building in Bessemer, Alabama that you have to worry about. Um, this happening down there in Alabama woke a lot of people up, and, and, and all you did was start an even stronger conversation of Amazon facilities all across the country. And we know that over the last few months you've acquired almost close to 900,000 employees. That's all very nice and dandy. But... Just imagine if all those employees were Teamsters. Imagine a world where we have an extra 900,000 employees in the Teamsters or any other union for that matter. But not even looking at it as for, for selfish reasons, or not selfish reasons, but not even looking at it for the Teamsters. Just looking at it for, you know, equal opportunities and equal rights for all truck drivers across, you know, any platform, even FedEx, like it would have been great to to try to get to in the beginning of FedEx to try to get them to unionize and even try to get them to unionize now. Like it's not, but Amazon is a growing conglomerate. It, it's it's putting everybody at all mom and pops almost are out of business. It's it's taking over. It's the new it's the new wave that's going to be going for a while. So you know we. I have a feeling that it's not gonna it's not gonna happen in the next two to three years. That's for sure. It's gonna take some time, but I think we're gonna get all the employees at Amazon aware of our rights and what we what we get as union members. And I think they're gonna want the same. I think the country. I think what's so funny. Hector doesn't I think, the think country, so. I think the country in general needs a wake up call and the realization that unions are good for the working class people of America. That's the bottom line. You know, labor has been, there's been an attack on labor, and we've been losing. I mean, if you think about the amount of money that these corporations are making in comparison to the employees, it doesn't even come close to what, what, what was fought for in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. We are looking at a time now where the money separation is so large, it's just completely, completely irresponsible and unfair to the working class America. Completely. So we as a people have to stand up and say enough is enough. Let's bring union back. And we're not talking about the old corrupt Italian mafia unions. We're not hey, talking hey, about that. Hey, hey, no offense. Hey. Listen, those guys are sleeping with the fishes. Okay? Oh, hey. <laughs> those hey. guys oh, are you Italian? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit? 75%. <laughs> <laughs> what, the fucking sausage that you have? <laughs> he said it. He said it, not me. Yeah, the sausage that you eat, motherfucker. Not the oh, sausage that oh, you have. Oh, okay, okay, all right. You know, so so these, these these are things that I think things like this are waking up unions, and little by little, we're we're the unions are going to make a huge comeback, and that's just my belief. Uh, I will do everything in my power that that I can do within whatever time I have left on this earth to make sure that my kids and and my kids' kids and and their kids' kids have a better future. And if they don't want to be doctors and lawyers or actors and musicians and be rich and they want to have a good union job and still be able to support their family, buy a house and take care of their own, then they'll that'll be available to them. You know, that's that's what I need to to make sure that happens for all of us. Well, you were talking you were talking about how much money these big corporations make and you know a lot of people outside of 
our company will say that we get paid a lot of money just to deliver cardboard from, you know, take it from one place to another. But what people don't realize is, yes, we do make a lot of money relative to other people. And I'll never, you know, turn my nose up at that. But we're just getting a bigger slice of the pie. You know, these corporations, if you think we're making a lot of money, go go look at what, <laughs> what our company makes in a year. Exactly. We're just getting a little bit more of the pie than everybody else is getting because we fight for it. That's right. And that's what the union's going to do for us. They're going to fight for, for whoever right. to get a bigger slice of that pie. And speaking of fighting, respect to Diana Kilmurray. I love this woman. She's always putting up great facts. If anybody out in California can help out local 848, that would be greatly appreciated. Starting April 12th, which is tomorrow, the time shift, first time shift, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., second shift, 3 p.m. to 1 a.m., local team says local 804-3888 Cherry Avenue, Long Beach, California. There is a strike action going to be held place. Please come and join them in standing up against worker retaliation and demonstrating the immediate need for the PRO Act. Okay, the PRO Act is uh, some legislation that the government is trying to put into place that would be a huge, huge help to the unions, to all of us hardworking people. And uh, I think it's important to show solidarity. So if anybody can help her out, please do so. If you can't, get in touch with Eddie Rodriguez. And you can call him at 925-351-4389. That's Eddie Rodriguez, 925-351-4389. Thank you very much. And this is for, you know, all of us. We're all and a whoever, part of this. Whoever takes a, a car and crosses the bridges uh, is affected, I guess, of midnight. The tolls went up from 612 to 655 on any uh, Whitestone tribe. You really have no good reason to live all the way up here, and yet you're still all the way up here. <laughs> why, why I don't have a good reason? Because Look, the tolls go up. It's the... 700 hours to get to civilization, <laughs> 400 hours to get to work. Like, point, huh? Why are you all the way up here? He likes the peace and quiet. Yes, that's why. It's nothing like peace and quiet. Put noise-canceling headphones on. There's I peace and have, quiet. I don't have the uh, popo going by my window. I don't have the fire department going by my window. I don't have my neighbors fighting with each other, shooting each other. I'm at peace, bro. I'm at Where peace. did you live before this? <laughs> In prison? <laughs> In flushing. <laughs> Where did all this stuff happen? Jesus. In the ghetto. No, I just, I just, I love it up here. I mean, it's a long ride. No, it is very, worth, it is very nice. It's worth watching Bambi at my front window, you know, that type of stuff. I'm getting a message from our brother. He's actually hitting me through Facebook. Our brother Peter Sullivan out in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he's having trouble. He's having trouble logging into our chat. I guess he could hear us, but he's not being able to log into our chat room, which sucks. Because I always love when Pete has uh, puts his two cents in. He says Carl Sh Carla Schoenman. Uh, on Herrera Slate, selling out transportation Teamsters here. The TA being voted on that pushed out members committee at final negotiations. Sound familiar? Uh, I, you know, uh, Pete. You know what, Pete? If you want to call the show, we'd be more than happy to hear you. 
Uh, you know the number is 347 oh, Jesus, I almost forgot the number. Three, four, I think I got his number. 347-403-0705. Thank you, sir. 347-403-0705. Pete Sullivan, you are more than welcome to call up if you want to talk about that a little more. Because the IBT elections is definitely something we do like to talk about. And I did not know that uh, that a uh, Carla Shunman on the Herrera slate was uh, selling out transportation. Ah, okay. oh, he's doing laundry. All right, gotcha. Uh, no problem. <laughs> There's nothing embarrassing about it, man. Listen, we all got to do laundry sometimes. <laughs> Tony got me out of going food shopping. Yeah, I snatched him up right from the hall, this guy. He just was <laughs> like, his wife was like, really, you're taking him away? I said, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, Victor Avila has brought up a good point in the chat. He, he wants us to talk about... Uh, New York law is legalizing recreational marijuana and how it affects drivers counting on their DOT. You cannot. You know, you know Victor, that's, that's a question I've been asked uh, uh, lately a lot. And, you know, it's still like alcohol. You can't do it and it's drive. In, it's in our contract. You, Article 35, read it. Okay, no matter what law comes out, you have to maintain... A good, sobriety yeah you, you can't smoke weed and think that you could go behind a wheel is now what i'm because and this it's recreational it's not medical because this is new okay there's going to be a lot of things for us because th all these laws and everything don't go into full effect until the fall of 2022 so there will be a lot for us to figure out from now until then there has to be some whoa, way. Whoa, are you saying that during contract negotiations, it's something we should consider uh, changing some language? Well, that sounds language? like a great idea. Well, that wasn't where I was going, but that, <laughs> sound, that you sounds like somebody, a great idea. Do you want somebody that's DWI or marijuana, you know, high behind no, no, no. your wheel of but, a company car? But I would absolutely I'm not want that, but I would think that if, if somebody's smoking the company, on the weekend, company, no, but I don't want, want somebody drunk behind the wheel either. And if they're drinking the night, I can't stop. Do you anybody want from somebody to do a seven-car pileup? No, we do not want somebody Who to said do a seven-car pileup. We do not. I'm just saying. I mean, if you were running the company, you know, would you want a you to be in a seven-car pileup and 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 have a a, well, a a blow thing in your car? Well, here's the thing. Okay, would you want that? For you can't. You can't drink and and drive on the job. Absolutely. You can't not. drink and drive. Period. Okay. There has to be some way, and and I'm sure that people much smarter than me will figure it out from now until then. But there has to be some type of way to measure the amount of marijuana in somebody's system. So because it will be legalized, like drinking, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that if you wanted to quote, if you wanted to smoke weed on the weekends, mm -hmm. as long as it's not prevalent in your system on Monday morning when you have to report to work, well, how long does it take for marijuana to it get out of your system? It takes it a depends. month. It, it takes a month. Okay. It takes versus, up to 30 days. Versus drinking. Well, versus drinking, which leaves your body overnight for the most part. Okay. So so yeah. now you're saying, so, and, and so other this, is, this is the fight that we're going to have. You get, hold on. If you get drunk enough... If you get drunk enough, if you got drunk enough last night, oh no, you'll still and have they measured your, your blood alcohol morning. content, even driving up here today, you would have still had alcohol yes, in your system. You would still. That's have why I'm saying. But how long? A 24 hour, two days, 48 hours that the alcohol will come out of your system. People much smarter than us are going to figure this Let's out on how to measure. You're off of work on Friday. 
you go home mm-hmm. and you toke up. Let's mm-hmm. just say you're puffing a little bit. Then Saturday morning you wake up and you have a little wake and bake session. Maybe even in the maybe even in the Where app. do you hear this lingo? <laughs> this is, what is going on? Because he'd be hey, baking I'm an 80s child. Well, he's, he's not 80s. driving anymore, so he's I, safe. I was born in the 70s, man. <laughs> no, so, you know, at the end of the day now, Sunday goes by, you don't do anything. And then Monday you go to work. Shouldn't you be clear? Would you still consider yourself high from smoking from Friday night? And well, Saturday? they don't know that, and that's, that's what the what problem the is. That's what that because if you're if if it stays in your system for an, a month, yes. right? Let's say two weeks down the line, you didn't smoke two weeks. No, but you uh, have yeah. an accident, and they you have test an accident. You. They test you. It's gonna come back positive, yes, and correct. it's gonna come back with Article Thirty Five because the Article Thirty Five says fifteen percent. Right. Of you know, if you're under fifteen percent, they can understand that you know. You, but fifteen percent, does it come up fifteen percent or better? Well, that's what and people much the, smarter than us do. The have company to has the right to fire you, even though you can say because I had a case that a guy said that he'd never smoked in his life, but he was he, he was inhaling in, in it, and you know, and and the numbers were crazy. You know, the numbers were fucking ninety eight, eighty eight. Well, he could from, say he never smoked in his life because you can eat it. So that's that's true. You can, I'm not lying under investigation. Yes, no. I've Listen, been, I heard it all. No, <laughs> I heard it all. There's plenty of edibles out there. People but, are making brownies and all kinds of stuff. But cookies. how does that affect the, the drivers when it comes Rice, down Krispy to treats. And an that's, accident? This guy's been shopping lately. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he probably have a fucking brownie. Blueberry right muffins. <laughs> oh my god. Pizza. No, bagels. Pizza. Yes. There's a. There's somebody that is the pizza too. What I'm saying is that I think eventually there's going to be a system in place where they can test you and see up to what, what your point, levels are. Right. To see up to what point you actually did do this drug. Or, you know, if you want to call it that and, anymore. And, Victor, this is all this hypotheticals. Is what, this These is are all what we're going to hear. We don't know. We, I haven't spoken three weeks, but I did smoke on a weekend. And the numbers are going to show differently. But the same way they the, can measure the level of... Like, exactly. Like, you said we... So now, instead of them getting you for, you know, driving under the influence, now they're going to get you for lying during investigation. Well, that's, marijuana stays in your system for 30 days, and I think that's if they pull a hair sample. So... I don't know. First of all, I don't know if they if because no, I remember a hair samples worse. A hair sample they can test uh, up to, I think it was like eight months or something like let's that. Let's all not, let's also not forget these drug tests are very expensive because I'll never forget. No, the blood test is very expensive. I, the piss test is not. So that's why I tell the members every time I, when I was a student when they went to take you because of fitness test, I always tell them make sure you tell them that you want a blood test. Once you tell them that they go, they get crazy because they got to pay for that. The right. company, you know, and and let me tell you something: the results from the piss test and the blood test is two different, right? Because it, it, it stays in your blood longer exactly. than your urine, it stays in your hair follicles longer than both. Exactly. Well, so I will always tell you know take a blood test. Well, Victor, you sparked a very interesting conversation here on Union Power Radio on the What the Heck show today. I never thought I'd be speaking about the... Uh, and please don't the, take anything that we say as law because none of us right. know what's exactly. going on yeah, yet. We don't know exactly what the uh, legalizing recreational marijuana is going to do in the future for accounting as far as DOT goes. We don't know what what the... What we, we, we This is uncharted territory, okay? Uh, all we can do is... is, is do a little research on it and whatever. Hey, Vic, whatever you find out, you let us know. 
Uh, you find out anything interesting, you want to be on the show, Vic, we'd more, be more than but, happy to do But recreational, you have to have a card saying that. No, no you don't. No, no, no. You don't have medical. to have a medical card? Medical. Nope. Okay. Recreational is just like doing you can it. Just go like to the store. At, like, you can grow like, yeah. and smoke it. You yeah. can Instead have. Instead of a liquor store, you go to the pot store, basically. So how much percentage you have to have in your pocket before you don't get locked up? You can grow weed in your house. You can have up to 10 plants uh, based off the new laws. Well, Ant got nine. You've, you've done you, more research. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Listen to me. I'm high right now. <laughs> I'm high I up drove in, up here. So. I'm high up in the mountains, that's for sure. <laughs> but you can. He just caught that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Wait, what's he talking about? Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> You, you can have, I believe, you can carry on your person up to three ounces of, of marijuana at, at a single time, which anybody who smokes or has smoked pot in the past knows three ounces is a, a decent amount of marijuana. Um, you can grow, I believe, up to 10 plants in your house without any, without any repercussions, and I believe you can also have up to five pounds in your house and if ounces is a lot pounds is well you know obviously pounds is more so you can with these new laws the way they're coming out you can be in possession of a good deal of marijuana that in you know years past would have sent you to prison almost for life so you know these it's all going to be un we don't even know how it's going to affect us in our personal car like if we get pulled over and somebody and the car smells like weed and they want to do a drug test on you we don't know how any of this is going to go yet cuz it's all new it's all uncharted territory so oh man i just googled it you are absolutely right it says you are allowed to possess in new york this is just new york folks effective immediately it is legal for anyone over 21 to possess up to three ounces of cannabis in new york at home or in public if you have a concentrated form of the cannabis like an oil or a wax you can legally possess up to 24 grams according to the new law Wow, that includes the marijuana butter too that they're using for cooking, like the treats and stuff. Yeah, that's insane. Well, well, uh, Bernard from uh, Queens North just wrote down that DLT federal uh, regulations, uh, according to, uh, we cannot use marijuana either medical, uh, according to the DLT website. So that's um, true because no matter what the state says, weed is still not legal federally. Right. It's not legal. So that, that was the answer right there for okay. Victor because uh, we we cannot, um, you know, use recreational right. uh, marijuana take, because of DLT regulations. But we don't take drug tests for our DOT card. Well, but you are right. Yes, we do. According to our contract right now, yes, we no. Do. Uh, wait, wait, uh, Bernard wait, is right. Wait. You don't take a drug test for your DLT card. Um, the when, piss, what is the piss test for? No, that's just to check to see if you have diabetes or any. Yeah, they they don't they don't drug test you. Oh, I was drug, I, I, feeder I, drivers go under. Uh, yeah. Feeder uh, drivers, yes, yes. yes. So, but, I thought that piss test that we took at the DLT that, that well, was the no. drug. You know so how, how I do found they know? Out? How do you know how I found out? I went to take the piss test and I asked them about it. And they said, no, we don't test for that. And I said, oh, okay. You were like, thank God, I just smoked oh, last night. Oh, no, <laughs> hallelujah. No, but then he told me, yeah, because this, this kid had walked in and he used an animal's urine. He had taken his dog's piss. Yeah, they so can figure that, that out. So you mean to tell me that, uh, wait a minute, time out. Because now I'm getting totally confused. Because when I first took the job, 
they they asked for a drug test. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, and I, th- I, I think when the you first started, time, I, I started in two thousand. I started. I'm sorry, I started driving in two thousand and eleven, but I was, I was a part time employee, and I remember when I was transitioning. From they did a background check, a drug test. When I went from to be a driver, to- yes. To be a driver, the first thing they do is drug test you, but no. you don't get drug test anymore. They didn't do that Not to me. For you they didn't do it you to you. Inside. No, when you I, inside. I was inside also, and when I made the transition from from uh, from part time to full time, they just continued me with the regular DOT. I never had to take what a lot of the drivers were coming uh, okay, in. Okay, because I'll the never forget the day when HR handed me <laughs> the form to get filled out by the doctor. He told me verbatim, "Make sure they don't drug test you." Yeah, I said what. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, ma- we don't we don't do the drug test because it's weird. too expensive." And I jokingly, I want to make this very clear disclaimer, jokingly said, "So you mean to tell me I could have been smoking weed this whole time and I would have still got the job?" And he laughed because it was a joke, a joke. And he said, "Yeah, you could have been smoking weed this whole time well, and you ex, would have still got ex, the job." Ex-host uh Hooligan just Says said he never took one either. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it depends. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they saw you looked a little sketchy, maybe, and they were maybe. like, you know, look at the And size if they're of listening, the they're gonna start drug testing us now. It's okay <laughs> because uh, I don't do any, so I ain't worrying about it. Hey, listen, you don't have to worry if you're not doing anything, right? right? That's true. You have to worry when you fucking sipping on, sipping on. What is it? Sipping what on, you sipping on, on fool? <laughs> exactly. When you're sipping on some uh, alcohol and coming to work and. And uh, doing that drug shit, you know, to your Mr. license, Braswell. your license is very valuable when you take this job. Absolutely, you gotta, you gotta treat it like the. You, God bless, bless you. you. COVID. Uh, you gotta. Uh, I'm vaccinated. You gotta treat your license <laughs> like it's the the best thing for your career. I mean, that's your career right there. You fuck up that license, you that's lose. your house, that's your car, exactly. that's your family, that's exactly. your kids. That you your... explain that to your wife that you lost your job because you decided you wanted to hang out with your boys and smoke and, a little and bit, smoke a little bit, or drink a little, or bit. drink a little bit, and you know, and now you're gonna have to, you know, explain why you you, you don't have a hundred thousand dollar job anymore, anymore. Yep. right? So I, I tell everyone, listen, I, I'm very, to me, if I'm going to drink, I don't drive at all. If I know I have to drive, I won't drink that night. I'll drink water and soda, right. and a lot of it is water. But I would never, ever, and I don't know, you'd never been out with me, but... I, no, I was, I, I've I was, been out with you. I went out... You rarely uh, drink. I have to I, fight with you just to have a beer. Yeah, no, I can't. I, it's just that I'm responsible like that, and everyone should be responsible like that because, you know, you don't know what could happen. I lost a friend with DWI, and I can't stand anybody that's DWI because, you know, my friend wasn't an uh, alcoholic, and he wasn't a druggie. He was just a... Uh, a standby. He was. He was. He was. Uh, he was at a corner, and a drunk driver ran him and killed him instantly. And that's always usually what happens. You know? Well, not always. It's usually what happens is the people who are drunk and get into the accident survive, and the sober people that is are fun. the ones I, you that know, die. I, in the I wish that guy had died. Yeah. You know, because you know, my my friend was at that time was only twenty two years old, just starting his career. It's terrible. He was gonna go into the police academy, and then he lost everything in one fucking in like fifteen seconds because of some not because even of his a own fucking decision. Irresponsible guy that DWI don't. You know, if you're gonna drink, get an Uber. We got Uber now. We got cab services. Walk, back you then, fat or, fucks. Walk, fucking dude. Don't get behind the fucking wheel, man. I, I can't stand that, man. I can't. That's why I can't stand anybody with DWIs. I'm sorry. That's just. Oh me. yeah, no. The the drinking is it, it leaves you very incoherent. I mean, I think I 
I'm not alone here when I say I've drank so much that I've put myself in. I, I remember waking up in the bathroom with no clothes on in the I shower. I bet you I could beat you. Uh, I've, had, I've had instances like that. I drank so, so bad one time and I fell down from five feet nine in the air. I fell down and I broke my jaw here and ouch. here. I was wired, wired shut, shut for oh. two months. Oh, that's why you you talk on the side. That's why I talk stupid. <laughs> <laughs> my English is not very good looking. Yeah, and and not go. that I'm the and line. not that I'm defending the marijuana users, but uh, you could smoke an ounce of weed and not be that Listen, incoherent. I know a, a friend of mine that's a piehead, piehead. You will never know he's up. He's right, high. exactly. Ever, yeah, Tony like, comes to the show every two weeks <laughs> and he's perfectly fine. You I, would never I know. I had a couple high. cookies this morning. <laughs> you know, you give me a Allegedly. joint, you'll see my eyes blood red and, uh, and I'm acting all funny. You know, but Jesus Christ! But uh, you know, I suggest that no one do it while you have a a a company job uh, as a driver. Your, your license is very very important to keep this job. And we want everyone to be safe out there, and we definitely want, you know, no one getting hurt or no one getting killed because of your stupidness of uh, being a drunk behind the fucking wheel. Absolutely. I want to give a quick shout-out to, uh, to be honest with you, all the stewards in our local that have been... uh, that have been holding up the uh, the that have been holding the com- company accountable. I want to give a shout out to all the stewards and business agents out there that have been setting up group meetings and having these huge uh, these huge meetings in the parking lots and in front of the buildings. Uh, we ourselves at Foster Avenue had a great um, uh, parking lot meeting. I guess you can call it that. Where we used to go, we couldn't go. We were really just literally on the sidewalk in the front of our building, as our stewards uh, Antoine Andrews. Uh, Juan Acosta, uh, you know, and uh, and our business agent, um, um, Dave Cintron, came and, and had a great agenda on teaching the 22 fours uh, and all the drivers there, giving them information on what they needed. A lot of it was for the newer guys, obviously, and it was great to see all the veterans there listening and trying to help the uh, younger ones along the way. Uh, they also handed out the book that that I know uh, the idea had come from Richard Hooker in 623. It's a, me- uh, a member's rights pamphlet. Uh, we gave that out to all the members, <clears throat> all the members under three years just to get some information. And I thought it was a great idea. It was a, it was a you great know, members meeting. that are three years and up should get that book also. Yeah, there are a lot of members. I members actually gave it to a few. Members with 20 years and up should get it too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important <laughs> information to have. And again, I always tell everybody, check out the webpage, teamsterslocal804.org. It's, it's a great webpage. It has a lot of information there on insiders' rights, driver rights, stewards' toolbox, how to effectively, you know, get a grievance in and, and get the information in there. Um, and, and that, and that web page right actually has a very good layout to navigate through. It, it really does. At one time, I remember it being a little confusing when I first started getting, you know, going different places. But it's actually a pretty good layout. Out of all the boards we've had, this is the best layout. This is the best website that I've been able to get some information yeah. from. And and everything that happens. But we're cheerleading, so take it easy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I you know, fucking cheerleaders. Oh, excuse me. I can't help it. This is what it is. You got to be real. And, and a big shout out to Antoine Andrews and and Dave Cintron and, and all the stewards at Forster Avenue for putting that meeting together. It was a great job, really well done. Why and you don't mention any other anybody else but Andrew? Uh, uh, well, I was talking about Forster. Why you don't mention Acosta? I did Why mention you don't mention did Dave? I not mention Juan? I did Dave. mention him. You did? Yeah. I didn't hear it. I, I just heard you say... When you hear the back, you'll listen you'll to he's it. Texting, and he's the texting others. Jamie right now. To no, no, and the others. And also, I forgot about Hugo. Hugo is one of the alternates. Uh, Hugo Pelé. 
Lego. He did. He spoke about uh, accidents and injuries. Um, it was a great all-around uh, Stewart col collaboration. Um, and um, Dave Luby was there also. Thank you to Dave Luby. He's done a lot for me on my end at the local store and for the preloaders. Um, it's just a great thing. Uh, big shout out to Lou Barbone too. Even and Lou Barbone over in Melville had that that big meeting when uh, they brought Neff back, his buddy who had lost his job and was out on the street, and they gave this guy like a standing ovation walking back into the building. You know how no, awesome that, that was. Been? That was yeah. crazy. That was, and I that's where it should be done in every, every goddamn building. Yep. building. That everyone right. gets together before they start time, wait outside. And walk in with the guy that got his job back That's just huge. to show the fucking mem the, the, the company. management. That's right. That, you know, we all won. And fuck gonna, with us. Exactly. Fuck with one, fuck with all exactly, of us. An exactly. An injury to one is an injury so to that, all. So that, that was great to hear that the Melville building, they all Beautiful gathered together. And they uh, all came in and uh, started clapping. And management was like, whoa. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, now that we got all these out, I mean, I know... You know, COVID's still a thing, but we're doing more meetings. They're, they're starting to slowly bring back PCMs. Like, are we getting in-person general membership meetings anytime soon, Heck? <laughs> still via Zoom, from what I heard, until further notice. No, no by CBT. They, they don't it's want... just too many people. <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? We're going to limit how many people come to the hall? That's not fair. Put Vinny in a freaking parking lot somewhere and let him just have a megaphone and yell at us or whatever. Whatever we need to do. It's like, actually not a bad idea. It's, it's, it's not a bad idea, but it's hard to even get members to come to a general membership meeting. Imagine renting out a whole parking lot. We can do it coming at the, at the hall and do it outside. How many chairs can you really put down? I'll uh, stand. Uh, I don't give. I just. I need you know, to be. But I we think, have to follow the six foot. You know the six. That's feet. fine. Listen, I I, mm -hmm. I feel like all of us as a local, we need to get back together. We need to be in each other's presence. See the people that we haven't seen from previous buildings or who got transferred, who's in feeders. We all need to get together on a fucking Sunday morning and talk union business and just. Sh chop shit up with with people we haven't seen. I, I think, agree. I, I really think we need to that. figure something out, man. I really do because you know. Yeah, let's get rid of COVID. That's what we should. Well, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Take the vaccination. That don't mean nothing. You still got to follow the guidelines. Well, we can't get rid of COVID I, then. I'm sorry. I'm, I got the shot. I'm not gonna fucking go out there without a mask. No, I'm all with following he the guidelines. Have, he must have voted for Trump. I'm all with following the guidelines. <laughs> I'm all with following the guidelines and everything else. I just, you know. I'd like to give a shout out to your steward, Danny Cross, who went and got Big his shot. shot. He yeah. got his shot. He showed it on Facebook. He showed it that he got his shot, and that was nice. You know, hey, listen. I think if you get your shot and you're proud of Did it, did you let post us know. it? I didn't post it. I didn't post it. What but when, a fucking big deal. But when I mean, but, you know, I think it's cool. I would do it. If but I when got I got my, my shot, I would do it. I'll when do I got it. As my matter second fact, when shot, when I get my first shot, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I did take the sticker though. They give you a sticker. I definitely took the sticker. Uh, okay, so it's a big deal. Okay. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I would like to be able to have some of these parking lot meetings with some of the safety committee because I noticed that a lot of the safety committees and the safety stewards can't make these uh, parking lot meetings because they come into the building early and can't do safety. I mean, that's not cool. I mean, at, at least have it so that you got, they can show up. I mean, Jamie Haynes couldn't make it. He's given showing love here to Dave Cockrell. Dave Cockrell is one of the stewards that was at the meeting, but where was Jamie? There's Jamie a lot of wasn't there because he was make. running on a. Yeah, apparently. Jamie never. You know, every time I go to Foster, Jamie some way disappear or doesn't. Or I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Jamie's always around. You just can't see him. 
No, I can see him. Believe me. You can see those legs. <laughs> you can see those legs a mile yeah. away. Or okay. not be able to Ain't see nobody him. got skinnier legs than he does. <laughs> he got an upper body, but no legs. Ooh, Victor brings up a very good point. I don't like the Zoom meetings, but in the future, when we do get back things, you know, back to regular and a routine uh, 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 meeting, we should have the Zoom still available for people that couldn't make it. That's actually not a bad idea. Uh, you know, there are. So, so that's just creating a behavior where people won't show up to the meeting at all. Because, but know, at least that, if that was my option, if that was my option, I would stay home and watch it from a Zoom no, meeting. No, man, I'm sorry. I'm there's, 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 I'm getting on my motorcycle Why? and heading out to the. There's to the, something about being around everybody, and you know, I I want some of that. You know, all the stuff that's going on around in other buildings, all the unity. I want that to rub off on other people. Wait, I want, uh, listen, that was the best thing ever when I seen that uh, Union Hall packed up with union members from 804 and everyone's talking to each other and, and, and finding out information. I love that to the, to the fullest. But Stewart meetings, too, man. The Stewart meetings were packed with stewards. I was just like, whoa, look at this. These guys are invested. It That's why, I mean, you know, if, if somebody has an unforeseen circumstance and they want to be able to listen in on the meeting, I think that's that's a pretty good idea. Listen, we have 8,000 members. I know. Not everybody shows up. 300 members it. showing up? I get out it. Out of 8,000? I get it. But the ones that do show up can at least... Shop stewards. 177 shop stewards. How many show up? Not 177. I know, but you're looking but at the But we did glass. have a lot, though, right? I mean, well, we, had a, we had listen, about 50. Listen to Tony. Really? We did have a lot, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was like 100. And not 100. But the ones that do show up want to be there. They want to learn, and they take yes. that information and, and, and back to the people that they who show didn't up show up. Because you know what? The, the person that didn't show up, you can go back to them right. and say, listen, this is what happened. This is what's going down. And there's a certain... F I, listen, I skipped a, a bunch of general membership meetings in my time here. But once I started going, I told myself I'm never gonna miss another one, and I and I've I never, didn't. Since and I, 07, I've been going to every fucking general membership. Well, maybe you should have been since. around to bring me to the general membership meeting. Well, I didn't know you then. I know, and I didn't know no. you. Hey, but, hey, I, hey! Enough. Get a room. But I, I really, I, there's nothing better. <laughs> you than, didn't know me. I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Before no. you guys share the same head, get the fuck out of <laughs> here. This guy with his fucking hair, I'm getting sick of him too. Yo, Pat, Pat, Patrick keeps saying I miss Jamie. Well, you're gonna miss him a whole goddamn a lot because he's not coming on this show ever fucking again. Stop Look, it. Stop he'll it. be back. Go to Facebook to the hot seat. You'll see Jamie there. Oh, you won't shit. see Jamie there. <laughs> oh shit! But you will uh, hear him there or read him there. He'll be back. Yeah, back where? He'll be back here. Uh, no, real, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm only going to bring one mic now for now. Oh, <laughs> shit. Real real quick. While Hector he thinks he's killing, not, so all Jamie I need Haynes. is one mic. Uh, 20, the 22 fours, uh, if you're a steward uh, in any of the buildings, please pay attention to your 22 fours. It is important because over the next couple of uh, months, there are going to be... At the end of this month. At the end of this month, there are going to be a lot of 22 fours transitioning. No. Uh, all regular drivers... That uh, Tuesday to Saturday now are going to transform back, back Monday to, to Monday Friday. to Friday. And they're going to have all these 22 fours Tuesday to Saturday. Now, guys, you got to keep, you got the shop stewards got to keep aware of this because, you know, this is how the company's going to get try to get over for a six day punch. You have the right as a regular package driver, if they need people on Saturday for the six day punch for your overtime, they got to grab you. And seniority order. And seniority order. 
So they're, they're going to be trying to do some slick sh- Rick shit and have a supervisor work on Saturday not to have that six punch. We all have to look at that recap. Recap, guys. Recaps, all super, all shop stewards have the right to get the recap. All alternates have the right to get the recap. Get the also, recap. Does a, does an or, I'm sorry. Does an ordinary member such as myself, who's not a, a steward or alternate, have the right to pull a recap? Or no? no, you have no. the right to look at a, repa- a recap because they're supposed to give one to the shop store and post one for you guys. Yes, they do post so, it. Okay. So you, could, you have the right to look at it. Okay. All right. Thank so you. what I want to talk about is the 22-4s now that are going to be coming RPCDs. There's going to be a list going up in some of the buildings, probably most of the buildings. Um, those lists are for RPCD drivers. That list will be in a building seniority order. So just because you're a 22-4 and you've been there over a year doesn't mean you'll get the position because if there's a part-timer in there that's been waiting for a job for 12 years or been there for seven or six years, he will get that job over you. Okay, so hold, just hold so on. you guys are clear, that's, it that's is going the way to, it works. It is going to be building seniority. The list that you see up, anybody 22-4 or part-timer alike are allowed to put their but names on it. Something straight down. Right. We have a twenty-two-four that's that it was pre-low before, and he has the seniority yes. over that guy. He has, he has the right to go to RPC. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. So right now, the regular drivers, any posting of a regular driver, it goes to the part-timers as seniority order. Correct. But some of the centers have a twenty-two-four that's been, been with a, the company already. Right? Yep. So he has the right to move up to that regular over that. Uh, so senior. they're they're posting for. For regular RPCs, yes, correct. Yes, they are. Even yes. though I'm this this fucking twenty two four shit's got to go because I'm it confused. Does. It does. I so never liked it in the first place. Why but, would you know, they someone pull- someone said you know they want to take it and run with it, but whatever. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not blame that person. It's really Hoffa's fault. But why? He, why didn't, would, he didn't mind. <laughs> why would the you know com- you defend him? You, I don't defend him. Did you go him, to I'm dinner just, with him some day? Would you stop? The fuck out of here. Uh, this guy. You, you're acting like it's his fault. It happened. I'm not saying it's his fault, but he, you know. Yeah, he was okay with it. See what happened okay with James, it. The whole show's going to break up now. These two are go fighting. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So they're posting. You know what? Lick my balls. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So, so Testicles po- language, Hector. They're posting for RPCDs even though that we have 22 fours that can just fill those spots? Yeah. I'm yes, so confused. But you cannot. You, the only way a 22-4 could fill that uh, regular package, you got to give the part-time is the opportunity to move into full-time. Yes. Simple right, and I thought that that was what that was. No. So now a, the 22-4 is a, a 22-4 language that the IBT created, which was four, four hours in, four hours out, eight hours in, or eight hours out. That's what they do. As we know, it's not happening. It is not happening. Well, in my building, it is. In really? Using, they're using 22-4s to come in on a preload. Yeah, and then all they, Queens North only. Yes. No, no, my building well, too. Well, no, they in have my center, another we building. Have, we have three uh, 22-4s that, that um, Tuesday to Friday, they're doing preload at 12 o'clock in the, you know, midnight, and then on Saturday, they're driving. So they're so, not driving t- t- Tuesday to Friday? Nope. So are they getting paid their eight hours? They're working eight hours on the preloader. They work. So let me ask you a question, to, Carl. So if you if you've been a preloader right. for seven years, right, and looking for that, you don't want to be a twenty-two four because right. you you just don't want to make six dollars less than a regular driver. Correct. Now this regular driver's position comes up. Who you think I should be the opportunity to the twenty-two four or yourself? Me. Okay. So that's what it is. So we're giving the the. 
they're looking for a regular package driver because a lot of people retired or left the company or got cleared. So they got to come up with they with they with they record. So let's say a center has a, a 80 uh 89 total mm-hmm. and they only have 83 now, drivers they right. need to fill six they spots. need to fill six spots so those six spots go first to the part-timers to to become regular drivers by seniority you know by seniority by building seniority now once those that they they can't qualify though they don't qualify to take that job and then it goes down to the 22 fours to move up to regular package driver well that's, before they can hire from the outside well now i gotta go tell my preloader sharifa if you're listening yeah you should definitely. definitely apply if they put up RPCDs. You should definitely apply because you got you some part timers that wanted position. to do the driving job, but they didn't want to do the twenty two four. My preload. So now, is one of them. now is one of the opportunities that now you don't have to go into twenty two four. And this now is in every to, building that they're going to do this. Well, right now the the list is here. Uh, you had the list. I, I don't it. have the list, but I know Forster Avenue is one I'll of those tell buildings you the list right now. Hold Great. on. Great, thank you, Hector. Go ahead, good keep talking. Because I know, can, no, because I, I know can, at I least, look it up. at least in Nashville, I know. I I spoke with uh, my shops there with Danny. He said that they were um, there were going to be a bunch of twenty two fours that were going to be moving to RPCDs because of the twenty five percent quota or whatever. But I just assumed after this twenty two four position got created that every preloader had to go from preload now into twenty two four and then get bumped up into. RPCD, but if they can go straight from preload to RPCD, that's even better. All right, I can't talk anymore, Tony, by myself. I know. You gotta talk what, to the, me. what are you doing? He's texting. I'm looking. Well, this I'm is looking. what I'm talking He's about. He's getting well, his medical just, marijuana card. I just <laughs> wish. I heard Chong was the first to actually get a medical marijuana card ever. He was like the first person to ever get one. Um, from Cheech and Chong, if anybody knows Cheech and Chong, I know I'm showing my age, but hey, I watched up and smoked. Cheech and Chong, everybody, everybody knows Cheech and Chong. <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, the 22-4, and Jamie, I know we spoke about this. I originally had thought that the list was just for part-timers going into this RPCD position. And it is, it is in a way, but it's, it's for anybody who wants to do it. You can't tell a 22-4 that he can't have the option putting his name on the list because he does have the option. Because if it comes down to it and they don't have enough part-timers and they don't have enough 22-4s that were already part-timers, they are going to get the job. Um, it depends how many jobs they need to fill per building. Obviously, not everybody's going to get it, but it doesn't matter. It's still the important thing is it's done in seniority order. As it should. As it should be. And it's always been building seniority. That's what we're going to stick to. Uh, if the 22-4 wants to put his name on it, that's, uh, I mean, you know, they already have their own list, kind of. So I, you could always look at it from there. Uh, I'm going to be going around uh, putting this list up and taking a look at the names and trying to tell the people that really want it to put their name on it because... You know, there's a lot of part-timers that want that RPCD job, and they've been waiting for a while, and some of them have seven years, some of them have eight years. And- I got a, I got a 17-year 22 wow. So here's, here's, the, here's, here's what they're looking at. They're okay. looking at Manhattan North, okay. Rush Avenue, Mount Vernon, Queens North, Forster Avenue Village, Nassau, Laurelton, and Beautiful. Suffolk. Wow, that's a lot of the buildings yeah, right there. That is a lot of the buildings. Uh, yeah. They want all everyone that's a part-timer that's interested in becoming a regular, not a 22-4, a regular... RPCD. That's correct. That to sign up and hopefully, thank God, it, I mean, God bless that you... Uh, 
you qualify and become a regular driver instead of a 22-4. And so. everybody needs to make sure that the bid sheet they put their name on says RPCD. Exactly. And I please, know. if you're listening, make sure your license is clean. No make moving sure violations. Make sure you don't have no moving violations, no speeding tickets, no red light tickets. I mean, you know... Your just, license is active. Make sure it's not suspended yes. because of unpaid child support because they can suspend your this license. This will disqualify you. unpaid child support. And the next person will get the job. So I want to uh, thank everybody. Yep, I want to thank everybody for listening in today. We had a huge... Uh, it looks like we had a great, great... Uh, what do you call it? A show? <laughs> a great, great show. A great outcome. A great yes. no. Anything no. is great without Jamie here. Stop it. I love Jamie. He's my favorite. And he don't, he's not going to take the food home now. Nah, <laughs> <have that> <laughs> oh, shit. Hector's got leftovers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'll bring it to you, Jamie. Carl, I want to thank you look, for coming Look who up just here. pulled up. <laughs> Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to go speak to that driver. Uh, Carl, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate my you, pleasure. man, bringing us a little insight on what happened with the seminar and a few <laughs> other things, the vaccine and such. Hector, thank you for having us as always. Mr. Producer, we appreciate next, you. Next show will be in Brooklyn. Oh, right. Next show, Brooklyn, my house. You want to come to Brooklyn? If Jamie can't make it, I'll be more than happy uh, to be Excuse me. There. Jamie is not going to make <laughs> it. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> you, could, you could be right alongside Jamie. Um, and I want to thank everybody. Listen, as always, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Play Store, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever format is available out there, find us on it. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Show us some love. Let us see that you're listening. Let us see that there's people that in your family that want to listen. Maybe they want to know a little bit about what this union stuff is and what we go through. And share the show in your and center. And also, Let for know. anyone that's running in uh, local way to four elections, please call Anthony Rosario or call. Set up a damn, because there's no Jamie no more. Call Carl. Set up something that these guys can interview you and see what you're going to do for the union. I, want I won't a, be around. I want a nice Spanish accent guy introducing me on the show like Jamie and Tony got. <laughs> Carl Moriali. There you go. <laughs> We're going to get an Italian guy to do it. Hey, yo, Carl Moriali. You hey, know. that guy's hey. here. Welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, what a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> oh. Uh, as always, we want to thank you all for listening and stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. Union Power Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. to the What The Heck Show with your host, the Big Bad Wolf and Tony Rosario and Jamie Holligan on Union Power Radio.